I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Wonderful Wednesday. Um, I hope that your uh, day or night or however is unfolding for you in a way that is uh, less stressful, not too stressful, and that you're in good health. Okay. Hello, everyone in the chat. Welcome. Uh, Welcome, everyone listening by phone. Uh, If you did have a question or a comment or you wanted a reading, and you're online, press 1. Um, if you'd like to get online, get in the queue uh, for questions, comments, or reading, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Always so, so good to connect with all of you. Um, if you are in the chat and you want to just listen, that's cool. But if you would also like to interact, you just need to set up a profile with Blog Talk Radio, which is just, I think, email and a avatar and a name, right? So, everyone, uh, thank you all that have been connecting with me also um, in the Awakenings group and also um Soul Insights with Michelle Mache on YouTube. Much appreciated. I love the comments and the sharings of how all of you are doing and how you're unfolding at this time and also how the channel is um, helping you, what you're getting from that as well. Um, hello, Tammy. Hello in the chat. Becca, not sure if that's our guest or not. We do have a guest coming in. I, got a, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Becca Tzadgani. Uh We're going to be talking with her later. She's calling in from Ecuador. And so, uh, Becca, that's you. You just have to let me know how you're getting. uh, If I don't um, see you in the chat, then I will um, try to patch you in uh, through my phone. Okay. So you may hear more of Yoshi, those of you that have been traveling with me for a while on this soul path, you know, my little beautiful fur baby, Yoshi, little Pekingese, who's almost 16 in another month. But she's in the process, I think, of transitioning. She's had a lot of seizures. We just found out she has a mask on her um, upper Uh Been dealing with that in the middle of the time of really crossing over. She's very vocal today. Maybe she wants to say hi to be with everyone. Such a time of transition. Um, I am doing another platform uh, because I've gotten a lot of emails and then people that I'm working with in group or in person wanting to get some of the specific channelings. Um, So 
If you're interested in that, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and we'll put you on the list, keep you in the loop, and let you know what's transpiring, uh, what's going on. And there is a teleworkshop this uh, Saturday, April 25th, so right after the new moon. So, okay. So, um, I wanted to tune in um, a little bit. I had some comments from some people that emailed in and uh, that they felt that this situation with the quarantine and other thing parts were going to get uh, worse. And I would say cyclical. Um, uh, let's see, our guest is in the chat, Becca. Okay, if you can't call in and I'm, or cut, figure out how to call in via Skype, I'm going to uh, see about patching you in, adding the call. Uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. All right, those of you that are um, in the queue, if you have a question or a comment, you wanted to chat, you wanted to say, hey, how are you? Uh, share what you're going through or your insights, or if you wanted a reading, a psychic reading, we'll be doing that as well. Please press 1 on your keypad, okay? That lets me know. Okay, so. Um, so I kept getting temperate. It's interesting in the cards that I was doing, um, whether – uh, the cards for the week, actually the cards for the weekly um, insights that I do on YouTube, three or four times I've got, we got um, temperance. And I believe it was also in one of the pick a cards as well. And so I started really researching it, um, looking at, you know, temperance has a lot to do with balance, this alchemical balance. Um, it is a card of alchemy. It's uh, ruled by Sagittarius, so it is a lot about the higher mind or purifying the lower. What we just mean lower is what's more connected to our wounding or just the ego. It doesn't have the full breadth of information. It isn't, it's, it's all, everything's part of the infinite. Everything's part of source energies or God or the all that is. But some parts aren't as tapped in. And the more wounding someone has or the more wounding that's active or being triggered, we tend to feel less connected. So I was reading from Pamela Eakin, the divinatory meaning of temperance. And remember, it's key 14. So you've got seven and seven. You've got that magical spiritual number seven, the higher mind of intellect, reason, philosophizing, coupled with spiritual wisdom or spiritual connection that brings understanding describes temperance this way. The trials and temptations you are currently you are currently experienced will lead you toward integration. See, that's it. It's always about the integration point. And so that alchemical process is about integrating. The integration is on the middle way, the path of moderation. Through acting in moderation, your fears are conquered and your purity shines forth, which is your integrity, the true you, right? Um your purity signs forth. You are in a period of growth, of stretching yourself spiritual, spiritually, allowing inner growth. You arrive at a profound period of change and realization. So it's leading um, uh, in in the in the tree of life. It's the twenty fifth path. It connects us to Tipperus, which is a sphere of beauty, alignment, harmony, harmonization, coherence, light. And love. It manifests through Yesod, the subconscious mind where things are tested, where fears come up. That's also the astral plane. 
So I'd like to look at this because we can look at, we know what's going on on a human level, right? We know what's going on, but it's very important to sometimes get to the transcendent or the transpersonal or the cosmic or the higher consciousness or the area of the macro conscious, um, the area of the I am, um, to make sense of things. Because when you have that understanding, and for some people that's faith, that may be their religion, their spirituality, it may be Buddhism. It, there's a way to interpret. Now, in an Aquarian way, or a more integrated way, could even be the temperance, it's a blending. It's never one truth from one place, but there's the ultimate truth, truth the key, come from a lot of different places, a lot of different areas, right? Um, of systems of thought or principles of understanding what we receive, what we come to understand or receive from our own inner knowing or and or like with me also with my guides, the oversouls. So if we look at this, not downplaying what is happening on a human level with, with hardship and loss of life, um, because we don't want to minimize that. There needs to be an empathy and compassion for that and an understanding. And so we do go there and, and we stay there. But then to bring in the transcendent, it is this testing of thought forms and through the astral plane, you know, what is set in motion emotionally, what we draw in emotionally, um, what we experience emotionally, the emotional correspondent the old thought forms that create our reality that are, are changing and that changed enough through this catastrophic in a way situation. Um, but it's catastrophic in a different way than maybe in the, than in the 1500s or 1800s. To create change, it's a vehicle. It's not, it's not punitive. It's not because of this. It's how we respond to this, how we respond to what's going on. And so this, there's this period of testing that what's in the subconscious mind or what's below the surface. You know, and, you know, if we look archetypally, it's the cathodic, it's underground. It's Hades, it's going through hell. It's, the subcon- it's bringing up the fears, the darkness, to be purified, to guard to light, to then be integrated, the shadow material. Um, on the last... Uh, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache video that I did for the week, we talked about the shadow. We had some great inputs. Um, Daniel from was living in Paris, I guess now it's in Florida. Hello, Daniel. Had emailed some questions in, and we talked, you know, I covered those in the video. But remember, the shadow is not just the negative or what we, it's what we don't see or perceive yet, what we're ignorant of. So the shadow could be our gift. The shadow could be like the Pluto energy. Are we stepping up into our power or our empowerment? Or are we waiting for others? Or are we not thinking we're good enough? And so there is a call when there has some type of catastrophe, especially when it's on a group or, you know, humanity slash humane level that's affecting people and, and people that have great empathy you know, all people will respond in their own way. It just depends on their level of consciousness and awareness, how they respond is for the greater good. And so many of you are responding or want to respond. So don't be surprised if also your confusion, your fears come up as well. Those are not just your own individual, but your familial. You know, they're from 
from generations or from the ancestral, they're from the societal, they're from the collective, what we call the race consciousness. And so we're trying to get some information and connect to the root race, the, the original peoples, the original thoughts or ideas, whether it is that we have these ET, other dimensional aspects of being, or brothers and sisters from other lands, or that we sit down in peace to be able to open up, to listen to people that have differing perspectives and views, and how do we integrate, synthesize that? How do we live together? How do we move from just simply tolerating and respecting to honoring each other and how we live a sacred way? So you will be experiencing, especially upcoming, and I'll talk about this more next week because I do want to get to callers, is that you will be, especially with this new moon in Taurus, it's got some, we say in astrology, harsh aspects, but they're aspects that bring, you know, harsh realities. We are in the rude awakening. This is the process that we're in right now. Many of you have been saying, why is it taking so many people to awaken? Why does it have to get this extreme? Because the more you get into the system or systems of existence and the people that keep those going or believe in those, it's very solid. It's very dense. So it's easier, and some people are able to do it, to push a car or push up a hill, not thinking about how heavy it is. But most people that work bureaucratically and are and, and that is a role to keep that going, they see structure and, and ways and rules and principles as very dense. So there are things that come from outside of us that come in, but they're really from the one source or an aspect of us. They come in to move us to move us in a different position and perhaps in a jarring or rude way. So I would say also just be very aware of your dreams, the messages that you're receiving, that if numbers keep coming up, look up those numbers. I, I do have quite a bit on numerology on my website, soulplayground.life. There are a lot of um, resources on the Internet, whether it's angel numbers or numerically. Um, it is a good time also to look at the archetypes, because whether it's through tarot, um, you know, Roman-based or Greek-based archetypes, those figure in with the tarot also, or oracle cards. Use ways that connect you more to your intuitive knowing, your intuition, your own inner knowing, and also ways to purify or clarify that. So you know, am I coming from fear? You know, am I coming from, am I listening, am I able to listen and discern that small voice within, that quiet voice within? and where I'm being nudged to go, or what I'm being nudged to follow up on or follow through on. And so this tempering, it has to do also with Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. It's, it's what's beneficial. It's, it's the divine. It's expansion into spirit, and it's aspiration. So you're going to be asked to focus on you know, in whatever circumstances you're in, what's the middle way to happiness or inner joy? In the small things, the small things now, what's essential? And you hear this a lot with a lot of the uh, experts, uh, 
you know, in the, that are talking about this pandemic, what to do, and focus on what's essential, essential, essential caregivers, essential workers, what's essential, only do what's essential, don't go out too much, do only what's essential. One of the things that is very valuable as you're longer on the path and you're, and you're working more with the spirit realm is you begin to hear spirit's messages even through the mundane. And where we're at, that harmony through conflict, getting to the harmony, but we have these conflict within and without that's manifesting without, and the simplifying. If you look at the trends over the many years, but especially the last, I would say, 11 years, tiny living, simplify, simple living. I can't, can't even think of that woman, the woman that's um, on uh, Netflix that does a lot with space you know, simplifying, cleaning, decluttering. These have been the messages. Less consumption, you know, going more with nature. What's your nature? So what is, when we know what's essential to us, we're connecting in more to our soul and to our heart to understand what matters to us, getting to the heart of the matter. So the, what happens with this veil is all that is is not essential, is destroyed. Now, that doesn't mean people. That means attachment to a certain way that something is unfolding or manifesting or what is extra, what is too much for us weighing us down or holding us down. It's going to be different for for different people. So when we say it's not a temptation, temptation, you know, it's not about, you know, doing right or wrong. It's that temperance. It's that the idea that lead me not that I have to go into extremes to find my balance. You know, let me not be tempted to go all the way one way or another, you know, to temper. It's to test. So temptation is a testing. We have to be tested to handle. Can we handle this next level, this next phase? It's, and again, it's not punitive. It's just natural. It's like, in nature, you will see, um, I would call it in plant life, variegation. And sometimes, you know, a tree, a plant, the stems become thicker in certain areas because of the weather, thinner in other areas. Sometimes the, 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 the color of the rose or the flower is deeper because of certain areas, certain things that are going on. Or, you know... Sometimes uh, certain seeds begin to have a harder covering over them because to protect them from the elements or from environmental pol- uh, pollution. So this is something natural within us that we naturally do. Just putting Yoshi down. I'm so asleep. Um, that we no- yo- normally do. You know, it just happens. And so our to bring awareness to it is to respond to it and to understand what's happening. Maybe you're letting go of certain things or certain people or certain ideas of things, or maybe you're picking up other things, you know, other focuses, other uh, jobs, uh, maybe another career. Maybe you're adding to something and letting something else go. That's the tempering. The temptation or the testing is are you listening? Are you being aware of what's going on? Not just the 3D and below idea of what's going on and what it looks like, but what's behind that. 
What's the awareness? What's the consciousness behind that? What's the greater good that you can also begin to focus on? Now, sometimes it's hard to do that, especially when there's loss. Believe me, when Yosh crosses over, I don't, I do, a part of me sees the greater good for things that I want to do and also for her not to be in pain. But make no mistake, there's going to be a part of me that's very attached and holding on and very sad and grieving and, you know, probably screaming and whatever. Ah, I can't believe this happened to me. Ah. Um, or not. I don't know. But there will be some vocalization. There will be something uh, that I'm experiencing that will be of a um, <laughs> lower level consciousness. <laughs> What can I say, folks? Yeah, there will there will be because loss. I mean, that's the human aspect of the human nature. And then we get philosophical, we get spiritual, but we still miss many times what we've lost or what was taken away. And especially if it's someone we love. Some people have it for their their careers or their livelihood as well. But it hits us more when it is a live being. So look for areas, come to term with excess, modify this, right? So the temperance also connects you to what you're seeking, the divine, the spiritual aspect, the transcendent, to try to make sense of what's going on and how can I use what's going on. I'm sure Becca is going to be talking about this, our guest, because her book, Venus and Her Lover, Transforming Myth, Sexuality, and Ourselves. So when we look archetypally, when we look through astrology at Venus, the archetype of, of Venus, the sun, the moon, the sun that's also a, a, a star. The sun in our chart is, our, is us, it's the solar system, it's, it's, it's the essence. So uh, a card I picked today for um, all of us was service. I feel good when I can help others. This is what's happening. The soul call calls in our skills, our knowledge, our creativity, which is the soul expression, for more soul expression, for more soul experience. Use your soul gifts in service to humanity. Okay, those are my words. The card is service. So if you're blocked in that area, go back to what is creative for you, what is fun for you, what has meaning for you, and start there. Because service isn't always what we do for somebody one-on-one. -on -one. It's also how we live. Because the more we're living in alignment with our soul and heart connected, the more that energy is transmitted out. It's broadcast out. Other people pick it up or receive it. They just know. They see it in us. It's just it's energetically, it changes the template in the astral plane and etheric plane. It, cha it starts changing the game. The more people that awaken to live more consciously, more creatively, more self-expressively, not rotely or by conditioning, conditioned response patterns. That's what changes. What do you want to say by osmosis in the ethers, the soul energy, in the morphogenic field, in the unified field of consciousness? It's the individuals living differently that cause the change in the group experience. Because some of you email me or you, you, know, you do sessions with me or you're you know, in some of my teleworkshops, you know, I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, but are you doing authentically? Are you doing your healing work? Are you being present to those that are around you? And sometimes that's enough and that's more than enough. What comes later 
how you want to give back or serve to humanity, you'll understand that. For some, it's, it could even be your art or your drawing or your painting. It could be very – what I do, yeah, I give a lot back, but I also receive a lot. And it's what I enjoy doing, coming here, connecting with all of you, sharing, doing the readings. I could do that all day. So it's also what I enjoy. And if something is really of a soul nature for you, it will be something that you also enjoy. All right, let us get to our callers at numbers 347-539-5122. Please press 1 on the keypad to get on air. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Who am I speaking with? My name is Sonia, and I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the program. And did you have a question or comment? Did you have something you wanted to ask or when I'm reading? Yes, um, I have a question about my love life. Okay. Um, I've been dating this guy for about two and a half years, and um, we've had some ups and downs, but he's been assuring me that he hasn't been doing none of those things that he used to do. His birthday is 3-21-83, and I want to know if he's telling the truth or not. Okay, let's look at this. Why do you think, see, I'm always suspect when people are, unless, some people tend to worry a lot, but um, that you think he's doing something, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Because he's been known to, you know, tell lies, appeals. Um, yeah. I kind of, what I feel that it's, the first thing that I got I was to uh, let's look at your birthday because the first thing that I got was that there's probably going to be somebody else around or for you now because your values aren't aligned to this person what's the, their first name or initial his first name starts with a K well his real name okay. starts with a J okay that's fine Yeah, it's hard to rebuild the trust. I feel like um, it's healing how, like there needs to be some kind of heart-to-heart conversation about what you're feeling and going through. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get a real. Let's see. What's the best perspective? Someone should take with baby. Because I feel like he has a sneaky side to him. So something that you think would not be proper or healthy, he may he may not, um, like, I feel ex, there's exes around him, right, that they're just friends? I, I really don't know. He claimed that he's not friend with any of his exes like that, like he doesn't hold conversations. But I, I, I feel like he's real sneaky. Yeah. Honestly, I think what is essential, if I go back to what I was saying, I'm not saying break up right away, but I think for you to get some emotional distance to ask yourself, do I want to live this way? Do I want to live with someone that I feel is, and is there a future with someone that I can't trust and hasn't done enough sufficiently 
mm-hmm. to turn the tr- to, to to bring the trust back in. Because I can't say a hundred percent, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I read, I'm reading two things in this reading. I'm reading what you feel is healthy behavior and is a, is ethical and is the right way to be. And I think he has a different set of rules. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. he, um, this is what I'm getting intuitively, psychically, is that I feel sometimes he adjusts his rules or ways of being to what you want when you want to when you want to hear it, like when it suits him. But it's not really his true thought process. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I, I totally and agree that's with what you. You're, and that's what you're, yeah, and that's what you're picking up on because you're thinking, you know, I don't, I'm gonna always have to sleep with one eye open because, um, you know, it's an immaturity. It's, a, it's either could be all the way to narciss, narcissism, narcissism, you know, it's some narcissist wounding, whether it's narcissism or borderline or it's just some immaturity that's a narcissistic wounded that could be healed with therapy I don't know that's a whole other type of reading but the people that do this children you know little kids when they do this until they learn better it's the hiding you know it's like well you know you said if I ever needed that that you know money in your wallet I, I could take it well, it said, ask me if you really need it. Did you need it to take it to go buy that toy? And then you didn't take, you took it out of my purse and you didn't tell me, you know, but you told me now because right. you got caught or you, you know that you're going to look in the purse and then all of a sudden it's weeks later and you go, oh, by the way, I wanted to let you know. So, um, let's see, take in the relationship now. See, I get two things. It's like be optimistic. So be with where it is and what it is, and then you'll be able to decide what you want to do. See, not everyone is life partner or marriage material unless you want to deal with that. See, and this is for you, your own temperance, where you have to reevaluate and look at what's essential to you. Because I feel it can work and it's working, but I feel like you're always going to be wondering with this individual. Yes. And you may yes. find it. And you may find out little things later down the road and be like, hey, why didn't you tell me? I told you that that's not, oh, I didn't think it was a big deal. Well. Yeah, I'm kind of getting that now. Okay. See, so you're already, so this is just simply a bit of a confirmation for you. You know, other than that, I mean, yeah, there's enjoyable parts. There's enjoyable things. It's, and sometimes I feel like a lot of goodness. But I feel like, again, not everybody is life partnership or marriage material or living, whatever you want to call it. Okay. It's like I have great friends that I like that I wouldn't do business with. You know, I wouldn't have them in my business. Right. You know, handling well, um, my money, but I love them dearly. Okay. Well, you said you was about to say something about um, you see someone else coming for me or – I think there's going to be someone else, yeah, that you're going to have a choice. I feel like there's going to be someone else that you um, end up meeting that you're going to have a choice. And it's going to start out more as a friendship because this is still going to be around. Okay. And you don't have no time frame of that. Okay. No, because I've got to scoot to the next people. All right. Keep listening. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Hang in there. You know, this is a great fact-finding time 
for all of us, and especially with that temperance energy, what is essential? What's crucial to me? You know, if I had to be on a deserted island, would I be able to be with this person? You know, whatever it is for you, you know, whatever the criteria is for you, ask yourself those questions. It doesn't mean you have to cut off or do anything huge, but you can start making an assessment of what type of job this is, what type of relationship is this, how, you know, is this transitional? Is this just starting up? Go to our next caller. Hello, and Hello. welcome to Awakening. You're on air. Hello, you're on air. This, this is Doreen. Um, I've connected hey, with you on YouTube. How are you? Sunny Life. Hi, Doreen. To you and Yoshi. It's me. Doreen, hi. I was just wondering about um, career-wise in the future, because I worked for somewhere for like 33 years and then was let go last year. So I'm like at a standstill okay. of like what I'm going to be doing. And I love you. You're so great. Love you, thank you. Oh, now, okay, so I do feel like there is going to be um, fluctuations in work for you, Doreen, but I also feel like there's something new. So I would start, while we have this downtime, start researching. Um, don't show you moving forward and doing something that you love. You're seeing yourself more as a resource. You're going to be moving into a period of, of making, you know, drawing in a lot more money. So I would okay. say if you have been out of work, you are going to start working. I think it's going to be somehow different, differently or different than what you were doing. You're either working differently or it could be a different, whole different job or whole different career path. That's what I want, something, but I don't know what it is. Oh, good. What, what way Let's to go? See. What? Because okay. it's like I'm awakening now. I just feel like I'm just knowing so much more spiritually and everything else. It's, uh... Yeah, it's a bit of a process with God, and I pulled temperance for you. <laughs> I pulled the world and temperance. So I feel like there's something bridging, which may be more administrative. Mm-hmm. I feel like be around art, music, artists. It could be helping them organize. It could be you know, virtual assisting. Um, it could be, you know, when all this comes, uh, you know, we're, I don't know, not reception, but something like managing or organizing. Now, because what I feel for you is the next step, you're bridging. There's something that you're going to find within you that is more artistic and more self-expressive. It could be actually even art. I, I feel even like gift cards around you or some kind of cards. Um Also, Itsy is around you also. So I don't know if you're going to be making you, something. Itsy, what do, you, or do you make things? Um, no, I mean, I've done some bracelets for beading, but that was it. I haven't really done anything else. Okay, well, if you can and feel called, pick that back up. See, it's there's a next level of unfolding that's coming in for you by being around these people being around this area of work that's going to inspire you. Uh, grants, fundraising, I feel a lot even with events, putting on events or being a part of that. You don't so want you to be a part of something bigger or greater, but there's also some kind of artistic 
aspect, which maybe is the beading, maybe there's something painting, I don't know, abstract with color. There is something I feel that you're going to be selling also online that is going to bring um, a lot of fulfillment but also additional income. Okay. But you're in the, you're, like I said, you're in a transition. It's, it's not yet there. It's something that's going to be revealed that you like doing, enjoy doing, and then you're able to get also appreciation, um, people liking it, and also on a monetary level wanting to purchase it. Okay. And what were you saying about temperance? You picked the temperance I pulled the temperance card. card. I just did this whole talk because uh, I just pulled a card for you also. Okay. And I got the world. So your world is greatly changing, but the temperance. So if you re-listen to what I said about the temperance, about temperance at the beginning of the program. Oh, I'm so glad you called in. Okay. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Lots of love and light. You're so welcome. Yoshi for Lots of love and light to you. I will. I'll give a little kiss and a cuddle. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Kathy. How are you? Hi, Kathy. Did you see I did a pick a card? Yes, I did, and I was very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was you with the voice. I'm going to be doing more. I've got a couple, some really good ones up my sleeve of my Carol spread That's sleeve good. here. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> really quickly. Um, so you, I wasn't going to call in, but you spoke about dreams earlier, and I was like, let me call in because yes. I want to see if she can interpret this for me. So real quick, I had oh, a dream last okay. week where I was walking into my job, and obviously this is after, you know, all of this is over with. And I walked into my job, mm-hmm. I'm going to my desk, and the girl that sits next to me, her desk was completely, like, the same, like the way it was before we left. My desk, however, it, it had um, – like the ledges on our desk are made of wood. The ledge on my desk was granite. It was granite, and mm. it was like two tiers, and um, it was completely different. I remember I walked around. I was like, what is this? And I looked. My computer wasn't there, and I'm like, where is my computer? And then I looked down, and there was a letter from uh, one of the attorneys that I work for, and she's just telling me, oh, you know, we're expecting all of these people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just confused, and I and I turn around, and I see, like, my coworker, she's pissed off about something. She's on the phone. There's all these other things going on around me, and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? And then I'm like, where is my computer? And then I, and it, there were more aspects to the dream, but those are the things that I remember the most. Um, the granite countertop, mm-hmm. not having the computer. And I was like, what does this mean? Because it felt really weird. It felt like there was a whole bunch of stuff going on around me. But me, I was fine, but I just was like, I couldn't, ask, like, figure out what was going on. <laughs> so what was the main um, feeling in the dream? The main emotion um, or feeling? Me try- I just was like, what, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, I, there was so much, I felt kind of confused. Like what? Because okay. literally, there are a whole bunch of people in this office. My coworker that sits next to me, she's pissed off. She's on the phone. She didn't want to talk. And I'm like, what is going? Is she upset with me? Like, what happened? And it's just like all these different things going on okay. on top so of the fact you... that my computer. The computer was gone. Did you ever get the computer? 
No. Okay. I woke up before that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I would suggest dream reentry and go back in and find out about that computer because that's a key piece. Um, so in dreams, we look at different tiers. We look at, first and foremost, if we know the people, then they are those people that we know and qualities or aspects of them, what could be going on um, or what they're going through, what they bring up in us, mm-hmm. brings up the relationship. Um, but it also represents parts of ourselves also, so that we're like that or that we maybe need to connect with. Um, the granite, what color was the granite? The granite was like that um, tannish color, and it had like um, brown um, specks in it, like brownish, um, maybe like not white, but it was like some cream. It was like a cream color, and it had like little specks of like browns and things like that going through it. But it was like two-tier, and my desk was the only desk that was like that. Like her desk was... Oh. As it always is. My desk, the ledge was completely different. And I was like, granite? What, what is this? Why do I have a granite ledge? And it was two tiers. Oh, it was weird. Two tiers. Well, so that's in the, okay, so there's a couple things. Granite, if you look at even from the temperance, again, the temperance card, there's something integrating within you. Many more aspects than just the wood desk. And that's your home there. That symbolizes, your, your office symbolizes an aspect of you, but it's where you live a big part of your life working. So it has to do with live-work balance. Um, it also has to do with your mind. We have the computer. We have books. We have whatever, files. We have ways of organizing things that we can figure things out or, or do our job, be of you know, service, computate, make sense, right? whatever it is, the yes. kind of job you have. So right. two tiers is something another level is coming in. Now maybe that's spirit, your spirituality. There's something else that wants to be integrated in. So I would look, start looking at how you've changed, or what are the changes you're making or want to make in your life. Okay. Life, lifestyle. What is this okay. all bringing up for you? And it's going to be it's going to be translated with how you. So there's going to be something different. And maybe a different relationship to the people that you're uh, working with, how you see them, how okay. you view them, or what what they're doing, or what they're going through. You know how you okay. how, you know, how you deal with. Them. So, workspace is a big, especially you know here in our Western world, a lot. If you have a career, that's a big part of your life. How you think, what's the balance. Uh, the yes. computer, what does that mean to you? It was missing. Where is that computer? Is, is something changing? Is it being updated or upgraded? Is it being worked on? It's missing. Oh. Maybe it's more about having, right? Maybe it's about having some more face-to-face conversation with people and not so much just on the computer working. It could be to open up to your okay. colleagues in a certain way. Uh, what was the other thing? Got it. Here. Completely different, yeah. So you're different. You're changing in how you work and what you expect from that job is is obviously changing and or changed, but you're not going to know it until you get back there. And I suspect that's going to be with many people. Like, it's going to be different. Yeah, it did feel really different. And, it, and the weird part was, I've, now that I'm talking about it, like, I felt 
like, um, not, I don't want to say separate, but it just felt like there was all these things going on around me. I felt okay, but I was just like, I don't know. It just almost felt like I was more of an observer in a way, but at the same time trying to figure out what was going on. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if that right. makes sense. But, oh, no, um, it does. A lot of times in our dreams we are the observer. It's happening to us, but we're observing, and that's just connecting to the detached observer to see what's going on. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. That's a good stuff. The right. dream there. Again, dreams is for everybody. Always look at the emotions. What is it bringing up? What's the emotion or emotions in the dream and or feelings? Because that's going to tell you mm-hmm. what you're processing. Which yours okay. was, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's see. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello? Hi, you're on air. Welcome to Awakenings. Okay, thanks for taking my call. My name is Chen. I'm calling from New York. Chen? Okay. Chen. Yep. Chen. Yep. Hi, Chen. Hey, how you doing? I was just wondering right. if uh, spirit spirit had anything to me in regards to trying to manifest some new things, uh, job, career, in this crazy turbulent time. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to tap into spirit, talking to my guys before I go to sleep, trying to see if they can uh, link back at me through dreams or through synchronicities to just help me along. And how's that going? Anything come up that you notice? <laughs> Not yet. But uh, I'm hopeful that you're hearing me, though. Oh, they are. But sometimes you get a Is there anything that you've noticed more than once or anything that you've Yeah, what, or caused in your mind, even if it was only – yeah, what's the synchronicity? Uh, it's just little things, like I'm talking to somebody, and uh, and then it'll happen, like my nephew, who's – visits all the time, but I was having a conversation with him, and I was like, oh, wait, I, I remember this. I dreamed this. I didn't remember the dream at the time, but when I started talking to him, I was like, oh, wait. Perfect. Okay, so that's so you're opening up to that. Um, even if something I feel for you is a flash and you have an extra pause, because it may not be something that's reoccurring, but you think about something or you have an extra few seconds, to a minute of I'm I'm I thinking about this or I'm thinking about this again. Then that's the message for you. So let's see what direction. Okay, I'm getting a lot with partnership or working with a partner or business par- partner, and there could be something for you that you're going to actually get some kind of funding or money to start something. Is that, is that making sense? Uh, well, hopefully, yes. Hopefully, that's on the horizon. Yeah, because I don't know if it's a loan or a, a, a grant or business loan, but there is something that is coming up that's going to help you uh, not only get on your feet, but get in a new direction. Okay, that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, I would look. Um, I feel like for you and a lot of people, there's bigger turning points, I guess, September. Um, we should have a reprieve end of May, June, or, or around June. 
between the eclipses, so the beginning of June, kind of 12th of June, I think it is, around June to July, um, to start putting forth things. But, yeah, it does show money. So there is some kind of money or income coming in for you that's going to help you uh, in the venture. Okay? Okay. I will All right, Jen, thanks for calling me. Sure, no problem. Yeah, stay the course, definitely. Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, this is Katie. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, I have a I have a Hi. question about um, unemployment. I had applied for unemployment, and I actually used to be on it already. And they had, um, but I worked and then delayed. Right, so I'm st- but I still, I think they said they're doing, like, an extension now. Um, yeah. So, so I'm wondering, because they, they I, called me, but they have some callback feature, and I'm not sure. If it's they delayed. Said- I don't know what's going on. You're going to get it, but it is delayed. It's definitely delayed. Um, I'm feeling kind of more May, and it might, okay. be, it might be a while. It might even be, like, mid, mid-May or, or end of April. I feel time a Taurus. Mm-hmm. It definitely shows you getting it, but it shows a lot. Yeah, it shows a lot of de- it shows a lot of delays. Yeah, you can't get through or to delay. operator. <laughs> so, oh, is that what it is? Oh, God. yeah. So, but so it, it so so they're telling people they're gonna call you back. So what it, it the the computer system did call me back and it said we you don't actually have to speak to our operator now to process your thing, but they still haven't processed it. So it may take a while. Okay. To uh, well, I'm going to be talking to someone, or you're going to be leaving another message, and then there's something else for you to fill out, and then I feel it, it coming to you. So I, it's it's there. I feel like something's a little wacky in the system. Maybe it's overload, yeah. or maybe they change yeah. some kind of protocol, mm-hmm. and that's where it's glitchy. But I definitely do see you get, you getting it. Okay, thanks. Because. Um... Some people call me for a job. I applied for it, but I was like, in the meantime, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be working or whatever, but in the meantime, I could at least have unemployment. Yeah, exactly. Do it all. Yeah. Use the yeah. system while it's still standing. Yes, as much yes. As I would try. I've got yeah. I've got All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Take thank care. You. Okay, so I'm trying to see, if, uh, Becca, our guest, are you on Skype or am I to call you? I know you're in the chat, so if you could let me know in the chat. if you, I'll take one more caller. If you can let me know uh, if you're on Skype or if I need to call you. Okay. Hello and welcome Hello? to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hi. I was wondering. Hi, my name's Khalil. Hi, Khalil. Whoops. Khalil? Hello? Hello? Oops, we lost Khalil. Okay, so let me see. Hello, is this Becca? Yes, hello. Oh, you got on. Oh, great. Okay, Becca. I can. I can hear you well. Uh, All right, everyone, this is our guest, so we're on air for our Wicketing Dialogue. Uh, Becca, how do you say your last name? Sagani. Tagani. So okay. You can just, Tagani. Yeah, you can just make the the T silent if it makes it easier for you. Tagani. Tagani. 
going to be some fear, obviously, you know, that comes up, but how do we, you know, mitigate it, handle it, process? I, I don't know, you know, my, my assistant and I were talking the other day, and she was saying, I don't know what people would do that don't have another frame of reference. Um, and it can't be just faith. It has to be something you're living in that you've seen. You've had a collective experience. There's less fear when you've had a, some sort of experience of spirit, you know. Of, yes, that's true. Right. And, uh, it's also, it's, it's also, I'd say, how high you can raise your perspective. Because um, one of the things I, w- I wanted to talk about today was, okay, we're in the middle of a quarantine. It's going on for a month or six weeks, whatever, depending on where you are. And uh, when I raise up my perspective, I realize, well, this is just an event that's happening in the Kali Yuga. And according to, uh, according to Hindu timekeeping uh, or the Vedic view of things, there's different ages. And we are in... And by the way, many world mythologies talk about a golden age when we all had psychic powers and uh, didn't get sick and, uh, you know, could teleport ourselves. And, you know, we were our higher versions of ourselves. And then we fell into the rather uh, kind of quicksand of 3D um, and we fell into the most degenerated age, the end of the cycle of ages is the dark ages you could say and uh, we're in it and that's called the Kali Yuga and as the cycle of ages go after the Kali Yuga there will be a tremendous uh, falling apart and then the golden age rises so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling that we're in is we're in this moment when things are falling apart and frankly, they need to, because yeah. if you yeah. look at the way our society is set up, it's non-sustainable. I mean, I worked as an environmentalist, and I kept using that word. I had to define, look, unsustainable means it will not last. It's, mm. it's, going, to, right. uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to fall down. And uh, when you look at m- many of our technologies, our the extractive technologies, the fossil fuels, the uh, internal combustion energy is like, really? We haven't had a new invention in the past 200 or 150 years? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. There's, there is free energy. There are clean technologies which have been suppressed. So, um, And the same thing right across the board with our educational system, with the religion you know, pedophilia rampant through the church uh, and the... Uh, and schools, the, unfortunately. There's, yes, schools and, too, and, and I mean, all across the board. And the now it's being revealed about, uh, you know, sex slave trafficking by high-up politicians, satanic ritual abuse. Mm-hmm. Well, when you when you look at this, which most people don't want to look at it because most people are good people and they can't imagine something as horrendous Mm. as sexually abusing a child and then killing them and drinking their blood. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's out of our, it's not only out of the realm of decency, it's out of the realm of, I don't know, humanity. So, yeah, uh, understanding. Yeah, but these things are being revealed. So in the Kali Yuga, this, you know, you would say things are rotten to the core. So it's time to have them fall down and build up a new world. And that's why a lot of my friends and I are excited. That part, the building. That's why I keep sharing with people, focus on the building, what we're creating, the create mode. Um, and that's the rest of the other is taking care of itself um, and will continue to. Um, I'm glad you brought up Kali. I did a chant the other day on one of my YouTube videos, Kali Durga, and I was saying, well, maybe we'll have someone come on that we can talk about Kali because we're in the Kali Yuga, this the Yuga, the cycle. Um, which also well, we, we can talk about also, Kali right now. I'd love to. I know that's a little synchronicity because she also is the firm mother. I mean, has the firm hold, but sees that there has to be some level of destruction to build or rebuild. So, yes, if you can um, share some of your insights and thoughts about this. Okay, so Kali is part of the triple goddess. Yeah. Um, Okay. Kali is part of the triple goddess in, uh, it's called the triple goddess, the Trimurti, uh, the Holy Trinity in Hindu mythology. And there's, of course, the creative force, the maintaining force, and then the destructive force. Kali and Shiva are the masculine feminine side of the destructive force. So Kali, many of you have probably seen, is the goddess who's multi-armed. She's black, I mean like black like um, coal black, almost blue-black, usually depicted that color. And she's holding a sword. I mean she's, she, she's got like her tongue lolling. She's got a belt of skulls. Because she is using that sword of discernment to cleave truth from falsehood because uh, the Kali Yuga is the most delusional age. We are most deluded at this time. So wow. uh, Kali comes in just rampaging like we have to uh, see what's true and see what's false. And um, in my book, uh, The Center Lover Transforming This Sexuality in Ourselves, I go <laughs> quite into my experiences with this force this destructive mm. it's a destructive transformative and rebirthing force because I had to open myself to that sort of discernment within my own self and uh, that's uh, not a pretty picture right when we have to look at the parts of ourselves that's why they call it the shadow we don't it's, we're blind to it and uh, But there are ways, of course, you can work with the shadow. It's something I do in my therapy practice. And uh, so doing the, the work, uh, looking at my wounds, and we're all wounded, and then healing mm-hmm. them. And then what happens when we're wounded is we have to cope. 
and those of us who are wounded as children, and that's many of us, I mean, sexual abuse, being beaten by our parents, being shamed in school Mm -hmm. or at the church. You know, there's so many ways that we got these wounds that to, to go back into those things, why I don't feel good enough, why I don't feel loved, why I have sexual shame, you know, and excavating those so, and bringing them up to the light of healing. And that's what Kali, that, when we do that, that's the force of Kali. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. cutting away what is not healthy and allowing our organic healing process to flow so that we can become mm-hmm. our whole self. So Kali is quite yeah, the goddess. If you hmm? go ahead, go ahead. Um, if you go to the website uh, venuscenterlover.com and uh, click on books and go to the pillow book, there's a there's a lot there's art. We have three pieces with Kali in it uh, because man, I. Boy, did she put me through the ringer. I mean, naturally, right? That goddess represents the force that takes you apart piece by piece. And I describe my process in the book, which, of course, Mm -hmm. was many rounds. Uh, Luckily, I mean, mercifully, when we do our healing, we'll do a round of healing. And then we're, we're better. So we, you know... Step, take a few steps forward and then oh, go back down into another round of healing and that's you know just the process of becoming whole it's so interesting true because um, with the aspects astrologically to Pluto there is all this deep healing transmutation transformation and looking at what's essential what's critical what's real what's genuine so no matter what model we're looking at, there seems to be, whether it's esoterically the, the glamour realm where, every, you know, there's the icons, the stars, and then the, or the have and have-nots, the little people. You know, there's this disparity and separation. And, and what do you think of that? It seems like during this time, and a lot with the wounding is a lot caused by separation, separate from parts of self, like the disowned self, and us feeling separate from each other or, you know, each other or life itself. Is that an aspect, you think, that plays out in this? Is that intense separation, living more, feeling separate and living more separate? Yes. Yes, it is. And I, I'd like to make a distinction here. There's, Okay. Uh, there are times when we choose to separate ourselves from others or from ourselves. And when, um, if you get into my work, I, uh, my, my book is like a, a detective mystery because I was driven by the question, what happened to men and women? Why that war between mm. the sexes? Why that gulf between men and women? What made that separation? And I traced it back. Uh, through mythology and archaeology mm-hmm. and history, and I actually got an answer to my question. I mean, it takes the whole book. You have to get to the end of the book because it took me that long right. to figure it out. Um, but I peeled layers, right? I peeled layers of the mm-hmm. Adam and Eve story, the Christian church, and peeled through Buddhism and peeled through Hinduism and peeled 
through mythology, and I, I got back to a time in our prehistory uh, of ancient Sumer, uh, Sumeria, which was before uh, the Babylonian mm-hmm. times. It's when our when our history begins, in other words, when things were beginning to be written down or carved in walls. And uh, so what was established then, as far as I can tell, is what I call the dominator system. And one of its goals is to rule by separating people. And uh, Mm -hmm. one of its uh, tactics was separate men and women, because that's the archetypes of the mother and the father, so that there isn't trust between men and women. And then children grow up Mm. noticing, (laughs) hey, mom doesn't trust dad, dad doesn't trust mom. And the way you could do that is you traumatize children. And you could do that through sexual trauma. So uh, then in the case of religion, you sexually traumatize a child, say a four-year-old, a five-year-old. And then you cover it up with what the religion tells you, that the genitalia, that those parts of your body are sinful, and, they, and you, you know, they slap shame on top of it, and guilt, so that you have these natural, you become, grow up, become a teenager, you have these natural impulses, and, but you are guilt-ridden or full of shame. And, you know, that's a great way to make a society that is separated from itself. So when we're separated within ourselves, we project that outward to others. We don't trust others. And, uh, you know, naturally, we become untrustworthy, too. So that's the cycle, yes, about separation, but it's not, in a way, it's not our fault. What I always say to people right. is that even though it's not your fault, it's your responsibility to become whole again, mm. to unify those separate parts of yourself and uh, come, and then you can be able to trust and share better with others. Yeah, it makes so much sense. That inner separation, that disowned self or aspect of it gets projected out, and we see that play out. Uh, especially politically, you know, in structures, in, in systems and structures of quote-unquote authority. Uh, Becca, we had a question in the chat. When will the, this yuga end? Which there's a lot of different thoughts on <laughs> timing. I know. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, if anyone wants to go deeper down my rabbit hole, there's a, I just made a live stream and a video called Choose Your Future. And I, mm. uh, so look, look up, Look that up on YouTube, um, which I'll write here. What's your YouTube here. channel, Becca? What's your YouTube okay, channel? Okay, I'll write Come that. Up. You can put it yeah. in the chat if you can. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so. And then uh, tell us also, when, when, most people listen by archive, so how can they find you on YouTube? I just put it. Choose your future. Yab Yum Art is our, is our YouTube channel. So, um, what it, when will this end? Most people listen by phone or uh, internet or in the archives. So, what is it? Oh, Choose Your Future, Yab Yum Art. That's Y A B Y U M Art on YouTube. Okay, go ahead, Becca. Yeah, but you could just look up Choose Your Future with Becca Sagani and 
Uh, I really dived down the rabbit hole in that talk because my investigations have shown me that uh, we actually, I mean, okay, there are cycles, there are universal cycles, there's energy, energy coming through, our, through the great central sun, coming through our sun, onto, flowing onto earth, 2012 was a marker day. All of that is, you could say, rolling along with the cycles. But what timeline, okay. how this is going to unfold depends on us. And uh, the reason I say that uh, is because what's been, I talk about the dominator system. It's been on control, in control on earth for millennia. I won't put a number on it. It could be 12,000 years. It could be 25,000 years. It could be 300,000 years. I, I mean, I've, heard different numbers and I I can't say what mm-hmm. it is but um, okay. the dominator system has infiltrated our psyches and our bodies and whether or not and right now enough people have woken up and are waking up so I love to be on a show called Awakening uh, that the dominator the dominator system doesn't work anymore like it did through the church or like it did through the schools. It, it, people won't believe what they're being told. So uh, this system would, of course, want to scare people back into their corners, back into being slaves. They really want is people who are slaves. That's right. And not thinking Be of safe. themselves. Yep, exactly. So uh, to threaten people's survival with a virus, and it seems pretty much everyone agrees this was an engineered virus. I mean, it was made in a lab. And some say, oh, it escaped Mm -hmm. from the lab. Some say, no, it was on purpose launch. We can debate about that. But what's for sure is the response. The response has been a totalitarian uh, lockdown uh, of measures to take away people's freedoms. That, I think, we can all agree has happened. I mean, we're locked in our houses, right? (laughs) So that's not debatable. And uh, this, uh, I don't know if it's going to come down to civil disobedience for some of us, but there's going to be a moment, or th- th- this is our moment, and there's many moments. In I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of different things, and I think that will be one of them, what you're about to say, the civil disobedience. Yeah, it might be that, but, you know, the main thing for us to free is our minds. Just like, you know, Morpheus said to Neo in the Matrix, you know, free your mind. And uh, if we can recognize where we have the dominator system within us, this is when we're victims, for example, because the dominator system depends on uh, a perpetrator and a victim, a dominator Mm -hmm. and, you know, a, a passive one who will receive the abuse. So if we mm-hmm. could, uh, in our healing, find out where we are victims, where we manipulate, right, where we dominate through manipulation or violence or uh, verbal abuse or physical abuse, 
the more we can pull the dominator system out of each one of us, then mm-hmm. it won't have a foothold. So this is the time. It's now. If, if anyone was thinking, well, yeah, I really want to work on my self-esteem or, yeah, I know I should look at the codependence, uh, my advice to you is do it now because the cosmos is aligned for us right now. And if we yeah. miss this opportunity, it could be another 25,000-year, 26,000-year round with the dominator system in charge. Mm. So now's the time. That's my big message. Like, let's become whole people. And, of course, it's not overnight. You don't just snap your fingers. Let's, but let's do everything we can because otherwise we're going to be facing maybe forced vaccinations or yeah. perpetual house arrest. I mean, it, it's down to... We should or get off the pot. We must choose for ourselves and for humanity in this moment. Mm-hmm. And you know that is the Aquarian age is about self responsibility and the idea of interconnectedness. You know, or separating out, being interconnected, not being separate, but being but separating out, taking you know, being able to be on your own or alone or having a soul, you know, your uniqueness about you as well. And I like what you're saying um, very much, Becca, about people looking at their own shadows, doing their own deeper healing work, because it is the individuals waking up that come together that aggregate somehow, you know, whether in person, energetically, or virtually, you know, it is up to us. That's part of what I'm hearing you say. It's, it's up to each of us as individuals. Yes, because uh, from what I can tell, the end game that the dominator system, and some of you may be going, dominator system, who is that? Well, you, you know, okay, it's the elites, it's the royal families, it's the Illuminati, it's the, the Cain Dark, the cabal, the, cabal, the Bilderberg know, group, the Bilderberg, the Bilderberg group. I mean, I, we, we all have different uh, views of who they are because there are, they, they hide. So they, it's much harder to overthrow someone that you can't see. I mean, it's, they're very smart. Right. So um, I, what I'm seeing their end game is, is um, mass vaccination, forced vaccination. Oh, yeah. And, so, and some people may say, well, you know, okay, vaccination. Well, well hang on. What is in those vaccinations? And... Uh, what I've found is, uh, and I talk about this in Choose Your Future and why this is so important, is they will be injecting, from what I can tell, substances and nanobots within us that can be triggered Tracking. by 5G, right, like uh, the fifth generation of the Internet, to pretty much control us or have us be sick or have us not be able to think clearly. So uh, we, if we let this happen, I'm afraid it's the end of organic life on Earth. So I'm taking it really seriously. Like this isn't mm-hmm. just, uh, I don't want kids to get vaccinated. 
this vaccination that they that they are lining us up for will uh, take away our, our ability to be free, but from the inside out, from within our blood, mm-hmm. you know, from within our organs. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's this is the moment of truth for humanity, and I am doing everything I can and just cheerleading and rooting for humanity to uh, to shine. This is our moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and some people, you know, that root awakening, some and more in the mainstream or race consciousness will be getting that through disappointment, through being misleaded and deluded and it, where it hits them. You know, the health, the pocketbook, um, livelihood but I there seems to be a group I, I do feel that we're going to get I think it's going to be two-tier though honestly Becca by what I've been seeing um, and all this vaccine I saw 30 years ago I had all these visions and they got stronger about five years ago and I've been sharing it I did see people getting out but I did see we would have documentation like almost like how you have dogs have their you know shots their did you get your kennel caught? You can't be boarded if you don't have this vaccine and that vaccine. Um, and probably and there will limit where you can travel due to outbreaks. You know, that will be. But I think one thing that you're saying, and I, I hope people really listen to this part that you're saying, because I so, so, so agree. If you cannot get lulled back, when it's like, oh, well, I can't fly for three weeks because there's an outbreak, but I didn't have to get the vaccine or I didn't have the, you know, I still my license, you know, I have my passport. Um, so it's okay, you know, because the next step will be mandatory. The next step will be um, if people don't intervene and get off of that, karmic hamster wheel, you know, of over-consuming and getting lulled back in by niceties, you know, regular regular life again, the mundane life again that tends to, you know, technology. I love technology, but having the latest this and that, you know, tends to lull people well, and then yeah, people aren't paying attention. Because remember, we're in the Kali Yuga, and this goddess is ruthless. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and you said delusional. It's a time of delusion, right? You said to be delusion. It could be yeah. a time of delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and she and she's fierce. She's like, until you pull the scales off your eyes, until you uh, cut away your illusion, I ain't stopping. And that's because mm-hmm. the we're going to the golden age, and that's you know when everything falls down, that's what will be next, but we have to deconstruct the yeah. the the um the rotten, right? So and that's why I always as a therapist, of course I'm working with people like what is rotten with inside you? What is mm-hmm. uh festering? What wound is festering? What wound is still bleeding? You know, we must tend to that within ourselves so that we won't have to figure out what to do when we become, and of course I'm not saying, oh, you arrive one day, but 
it's it's healing yeah. the layers till you become freer and freer and more and more whole. And then in the moment, you'll just know what to do because you'll be aligned with the light, for, for lack of a better term. You'll be aligned with your higher purpose. You'll be aligned with the best humanity and, and the fullness of ourselves as spiritual beings. What do you suggest for people, and what do you have found perhaps works with people that you work with, for people not to fall back into the delusion? Because like, a lot of people are waking up now, slap, slap, you know, because it's harsh. But again, that's human nature to get lulled back in. A lot of people are saying when it gets back to normal or when we get back, you know, there's that tendency to fall back into what was, even if it wasn't working, right? Yeah, well, one of the things about the enlightenment process is that mm-hmm. you can choose uh, to, to get, take your lesson or not. You have a choice, take your lesson or not. Mm-hmm. But you only get to choose the time that you do that. You don't get to choose the curriculum. So, mm. and, and in the nature of Kali, the longer you put it off, the harsher the lesson. And unless Ooh. there's cabal, okay. you know, so like you want to put it off, okay, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to slap you harder next time. And, uh, if the cabal doesn't fall right, right away, they are not going to make it uh, easier on us. It's going to be incrementally more and more totalitarian, dictatorial, taking more and more of our rights away. So the longer we wait on either our personal development or our taking our sovereignty as a society, the harsher it's going to be. So if you can just tell yourself mm-hmm. that there's no it's it, there's no free lunch, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just uh, which is a good thing because when you work for something you really appreciate it and you really understand it and and are are um, worthy of holding the position that you've attained. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I mean, so I'd it kind like of ties to into our worth all... as well. A healing on mm-hmm. the worth, it sounds like, by what you're saying. Yeah, because yes, because you know, when you earn something, you you don't need a prize and you don't need a participation certificate. When you have really worked hard to learn something, you've earned your position, and nobody can take it away from you. It doesn't even matter if anybody recognizes. So right. um, uh, it, it's that way. If anyone has ever lost weight or, you know, set a goal and it's, you know, I wanna, I'm want i going to learn how to run, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. Um, when, when you do the work, you feel proud of yourself, right? You have attained mm-hmm. something, you know something, and nobody can take it away from you. And that's the way it is as we unfold our soul, um, our, our soul essence, no one can take that away. They can kill you and they won't take it away from you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of place we can earn as humanity. 
And of course, a potential, what lightens this for everyone is our connection to spirit and our connection to each other. And I think focusing on our the healing work as you're talking about and the creative expression that comes from that, that seems to bring it always full circle. How do we make it, you did your book, how do we make it memorable? How do we make it have meaning for us and perhaps for others, maybe humanity? You know, there is something gained out of this. Yeah, and in my book, uh, I really just tell my story. Well, what I shared with my partner and well, many other people were involved. But I give a pretty, like, step-by-step that I took. And it wasn't always easy. No, it was hard in many instances. But the other thing I hear feedback from people who've read my book is, like, the synchronicities that happened, the magic that happened. Is, did that really happen like that? And I, I had to put on the book, this is a true story. Because I've had people tell me, right. how could that happen? I mean, it, it doesn't even make sense. I'm like, yes, it's miraculous. Because mm-hmm. uh, when, we get, when we pull ourselves out of the mundane, we do go into the realm of magic, which is just our... Uh, the fuller expression of our spiritual selves, which don't know about the boundaries and can't do this. No, you can do anything. Right. That's so true. So, um, we're winding out of time here now. Uh, your book, Venus and Her Lover, Transforming Myth, Sexuality, and Ourselves. Um, your website, venusandherlover.com. And uh, if people want information about any online events or anything that you have coming up, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yes. So you can sign up uh, on, on uh, venusunderlover.com on the website. You can sign up for the mailing list and I'll let you know. If you let me know where you are, I'll let you know when I'm in your region. And also uh, Venus Center Lover Facebook page. I post all events. Uh, also on the website, okay, uh, there's an events page where I post my workshops, my uh, speaking tour, or whatever I'm doing. But, of course, right now, <laughs> everything is on hold. I don't know there's nothing uh, in the upcoming event section because we can't plan right now. But, um, right. yeah, so join the Facebook page on, on Instagram and Twitter. You can get all of that off the website. Perfect. Oh, Becca, this has been wonderful, um, insightful. I had a great time um, having this awakening conversation with you. I really love what you're doing. So thanks for being on the program. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. And thank you, everyone, for participating. Yes, and come back anytime you'd like. Okay, just invite me. (laughs) Okay. The invite is there. The invite is there, standing invite. All right, everyone, uh, thank you for participating, sharing your insights in the chat, shining your light as you are in your life, doing those changes. Uh, I hope you're feeling the support here. If you have questions or comments about awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. 
For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you alone?